Quincy wakes up to their alarm, going off at 5.30 a.m. They head to their motel's little excuse for a gym and do their morning workout of sit-ups, pull-ups, and running on the treadmill. At 6.30, they take a shower and then head to a small diner for breakfast. Quincy orders three eggs, sunny side up, and a country fried steak with gravy. Quincy drinks three cups of coffee during breakfast. Quincy arrives back at their hotel room at 7.45 and sits at the small cramped desk to read. For the next four hours and 15 minutes, Quincy reads. During that time, they drink five more cups of coffee. Quincy pours over three thick leather-bound tomes, occasionally getting up to pace or to throw something across the room in frustration. At precisely noon, Quincy heads back to the same diner and has lunch. Quincy orders a Philadelphia cheesesteak with whiz, onions, and peppers with a side of french fries. As toppings and a bit of cheese fall off the sandwich, they sop them up with fries. During lunch, Quincy has two more cups of coffee. At 12.45, Quincy heads back to their motel. Quincy changes and heads down to the small excuse for a gym and does the routine of sit-ups, pull-ups, and running on the treadmill. They are showered and back to their leather-bound tomes by 2 p.m. Quincy reads for the next five hours. During that time, they say the word fuck a total of 26 and a half times, drink an additional four cups of coffee, and shatter a total of three pieces of motel furniture. At 7 p.m., they return to the diner. Quincy orders the meatloaf with broccoli and mashed potatoes. Quincy drinks another two cups of coffee. They return to their motel room at 8 p.m. Quincy reads for the next five hours. During that time, Quincy says the word fuck a total of 15 times, punches a hole in their wall, yells at one motel employee who came to ask them to keep it down, paces their room a total of 214 times, and drinks a total of three more cups of coffee. Quincy's alarm goes up at 1 for them to go to bed. They will be up in four and a half hours to repeat the day again. I think we uh, cut ever so slightly to the, the bottom half of that day with you guys uh, maybe sitting on the stoop eating uh, lasagna off of uh, like homey ceramic plates with like a sunflower pattern in the middle uh, as uh, Aunt Henry comes to sit down on a rocking chair in the porch with you guys and uh, she says uh, you two kids getting along? Well, I think so you know because Steve's out by now I imagine <laughs> how about you how you feel Maddie? Good, I, I think. Uh, these things are getting a little bit more clear about what this kind of looks like. Uh, Cousin Dale. <laughs> yeah, you're getting it. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, how long do you think it, it takes before you get adopted? How long did it take for you to get adopted? I mean, I don't know. It's like, like I said, I've been... I've been knowing the McIntyres long time. Mm. I was pretty much snatched right up as soon as opportunity came about, but that's not I don't that don't, don't always happen, you know. Some of the best grave watch we got or, you know, they spent a while finding their their way, you know. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry too much. I wouldn't fret too much. You just keep on listening to what the wire tells you. They'll they'll, they'll send you where you ought to be. That sounds good. Uh is it scary? I mean, <laughs> Shoot, I, I, hell yeah, it is. Oh, thank God. I, 
I don't know. I, I just thought like you once you get into it, you become one of those, you know, fearless, like action hero types. I was worried that I wasn't cut out for it. Hey, you know, it's like what what do they say? Something about like not about absence, fierce about you know. You gotta just like look it in the face, right? Yeah. Like there there's some scary shit out there, you know. Grave Watch is here to deal with that shit, so. Ain't nothing against you if you can't deal with it either. It's like, you know, some people just ain't right for them. You got to give it a shot before you can figure that out. Yeah, I haven't been out on a hunt in like 20 years. Some people just don't 20, don't, don't yeah. go out on it themselves. Henry, you ever, when's the last time you shot a gun? What You got getting rusty over here? <laughs> There's a big difference between shooting a gun at like targets and stuff and shooting it at something, Dale. Oh, that reminds me. Hey, Maddie, you're like all young and stuff. You've been to those summer camps, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, why? If I tell you we're going to do poppers, what's that mean to you? Oh, goodness. I, woof. Um. Because, see, like, back in my day, everyone at camp knew what that meant. Like, you say it, everyone knows, get the shaving cream, get the hairspray. Okay, so we mean something, yeah, very different. I think you and I might have traveled in different circles in our... Damn, you know, you really hate to see the old traditions dying out, but I guess that's the story of modernity, isn't it? Dale, you doing poppers lately? Oh, Henry, come on, you can't tell me you don't know what poppers are. No, I know what are, poppers you know? are. I'm just saying you doing poppers now? Heck yeah, man. You're, you're getting too old for poppers. Oh, yo, I'm, I'm, you're never too old for poppers. All you got all you got to do is, you know, sit on, sit on that hill and you throw them on up there and you shoot, you know? It's not... It's for all ages, six and up. It's like lawn darts. It's an American pastime. Yeah, okay, sure. You know, just ain't, just ain't like it used to be, you know. You used to throw, send your kids out in the backyard, give them a knife, say, you huck that at a tree, you know. Nah, not nowadays. Not nowadays. I am sorry that time is passing you by. Yeah, but, you know. Things change, things change. Yeah. Gravewatch ain't what it used to be, neither. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, you know, just like... A lot of good folk in the Gravewatch, but uh, don't be fooled. There's some there's some bad actors in there, too, you know. Just keep your wits about you, you know. How would I know? Oh, you, uh, you don't, really. Oh. That's kind of what's shitty, you know. It's all about, you got to trust the Grave Watch until you don't trust the Grave Watch, you know? Except when you don't, and then you do. She uh, sits back looking quite suspicious now. I think to up until this point, you have like thoroughly inspired her to join, and that phrasing put her off a fair bit. Well, hey, it's not like that. It's just, look, you have any kind of organization like ours. Like I told you, you know, we get the chance to talk to ghosts. We get the chance to learn magics that most mortals ain't ain't been able to touch. Yeah, sure. You have an organization that's accumulating that much power, that many secrets. You're going to have some people attracted to that. It shouldn't be. So you just got to watch your back. That's all. Oh. Make sure that, uh, you know, people you're fighting next to are people you want to be fighting next to. Is there anyone I shouldn't want to be fighting next to? Namely, I mean the mascals, but they're, they're on the outs now anyway. Really? What do you mean, really? Yeah. I thought that was just like... Fuckers. 
like like one bad guy. I mean, like I, that's what they say. But I mean, you know, you, you're in a family. It's because they choose you, right? You can't really shirk that responsibility. You know, it's we watch our brothers' backs, but you know, like you gotta also take responsibility for him. You know, okay. We're responsible for each other, one way or another. Do you trust the wire? I mean, if you don't trust the wire, <laughs> who can you trust? Fair enough. Yeah. Look, if you're going to be joining the Grave Watch, you're just going to have to, at a certain point, accept that you won't know everything that's going on. But we've been around for a long time, and we're going to keep going on for a long time. What we do is important. So if you believe in our message, now you believe in our mission. I mean, it's worth that trust, right? Make me a manipulated person check. Uh, that is an eight. An eight. Uh, they'll believe you. She'll join. Uh, proper, and she'll be an ally of yours, potentially, in the future. Uh, when she's kind of gone through proper training and stuff. Uh, if you can do something right now to prove you mean it, this is a good place to be, and you are proud of the decision you've made, and you are happy here. I think something, maybe I'll give you a slight hint, in that she has already told you that she craves this, the feeling of being wanted as family. Mm. Well, if you want to be in the grave watch, come on outside. Gotta try doing some poppers with us if you want to be with us. Let's go on out, show you a good old grave watch tradition. Come on. Hey, Henry, where's the shaving cream? Come on. Look, part of the ship, part of the crew, you know what I mean? Let's go. Uh, Aunt Henry, uh, laughs, claps you on the shoulder, and she goes upstairs to grab shaving cream and hairspray? I don't remember what the, the chemical cocktail is here. Yeah. Uh, and duct tape. And I guess she'll build a bomb with you. <laughs> Hell yeah! Look, family's about building explosives together. It really is. Okay, so what do we see? As uh, you take this uh, this young person, wide-eyed, uh, unsure of where they want to go in life, uh, into the fold. I think Dale uh, like takes Maddie out into the the truck. If it's is the truck operational right now? Sure. Uh, I think he just kind of like takes her through and tries to like wow her with all the tech as he drives out to like a hilltop where they can see the sun setting, and just tries his best to like throw the cans up in the air as high as he can and like when she misses to try to give be like shoot look all right you just gotta breathe you know just focus right and just like try his best to emulate his own father when he was teaching him how to shoot um and try his best to um remember what it was that made him first love the great watch i want you to close out telling me the thing that Adam McIntyre has told you that has always stuck with you. 
that made you feel like a son? I think Adam used to always... uh, Dale gets really intense when there's a lot of quiet, so I think Adam used to always uh, tell him, like, all right, now shut up. Listen. And sit still. Realize where you are and who you're with. Silence isn't going to hurt you any more than I am. And the silence is cut by a perfect shot soaring through the air and blasting the canister apart. Just got your your money here. Uh, thanks for your uh, uh, the the stipend. Welcome to the Order of Eternal Slumber. I'm happy to be amongst the ranks of fellow believers. Yes, it is a great honor, and it is a great honor to have you, a descendant of oracles. Now, uh, as a member of our team, you're going to have to choose a befitting title given your powers and station. Uh, what should we refer to you as? The pendulum. Yes. Yes, this is good. Uh, you see in the chat that you have been nicknamed the pendulum. It's perfect. Uh, he says, there, there is one other uh, uh, line of thinking that I did want to go down real quick. I was holding off on saying see, seeing this one, but the more I look at it, the more it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Back in the 80s, there was this child who the authorities say was either stalked or the child lied or had an overactive imagination. But supposedly this kid, Carlos Medina, uh, he had this imaginary friend whom he spoke to via a walkie-talkie. The kid was knowing things he shouldn't know, like where a lost cat was or uh, s- some shit like that. And when asked about these things, he always said his imaginary friend told him. Now, apparently this little kid got a little older and realized that it wasn't an imaginary voice he was hearing, and he got spooked. Parents called the authorities, kid got some psychiatric help, but it never really went anywhere. But it's really weird. No one found anyone. And there wasn't someone keeping the other walkie-talkie. It was just in the attic. I appreciate the level of trust that you've given me sharing this, but it just sounds like an overactive imagination uh, with a tinge of mental illness, if you ask me. So has been the claim of many who would damage our cause, Pendulum. But, okay, uh, Let us assume that the child was in contact with some form of specter. I'm going through some of the articles that you've sent over, and I don't see any mention of the child engaging in dangerous behavior. 
being lured to any unsavory secondary locations. Uh, surely this specter wasn't particularly ill-willed, if it indeed was a culprit. That is not a concern of ours. There is no truly benevolent spirit. In situations like these, they will always lead to the other side. They are nefarious. They are long players of the long game and must be rooted out and destroyed wherever we find them. Though this child never performed any dangerous activity, surely they were destined to, led by an evil spirit. Well, I'll, I'll take this case under consideration. But a massive Dutchman seems to be of a bit more of a pressing issue. I can see how that ghost in particular might be nefarious, unlike this seemingly misled and well-intentioned best friend, imaginary friend, etc. Pendulum, am I misunderstanding your relationship with the cause? I already, I already got your $15. There is no refunds, but it, uh, am I misunderstanding your relationship with the cause? Uh, absolutely not. I just believe that we only have so many enlightened people who are willing to take up this cause, so we have to act with mm, precision. Uh, and we have to deal with things, um, uh, assess uh, what seems to be the biggest threat. And I, I don't see any lingering threat from this imaginary friend caper. I'm uh, in the interest of helping people, protecting people. Uh, Romeo manipulated a person to get this person off the scent. I think that we see uh, Dash's like little side game of Tetris. They have steadily started losing as they get more agitated until they abandoned it altogether. Wow, another. Whew, that's a five. I think you make a poor point, Pendulum. It is a great task, of course, to take on the next Dutchman, and a worthy one at that, and worthy of our cause and energy, yes. But there is no evil too small. There is no powers so minuscule that we, we would ignore them. Rats spread great plagues. Mosquitoes spread West Nile. Besides, it will be good practice to look into for, for everyone in the Order. Oh, yes. On that note, uh, how many other members of the Order is there? Romeo Investigated Mystery. <laughs> wow. Just uh, assume it was him. That's a ten. Uh, what are you asking? Probably like a what is concealed here. 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, Hallow Earth responds that they are the, the first of the order, and now you are the second. Mm. And that's not the problem. The problem is, is that by being connected to this chat room, you know someone else is in it, and there's not a name that's referenced. Someone's just viewing it. There's no one in the chat log. There's no one in the user list. But someone else is watching this feed. Um, in regards to the Watcher, uh, I want to ask my question of what sort of creature is it? Is this another human person, or is this something supernatural? Uh, I will tell you that uh, this is, by nature of using technology like this, um, it doesn't feel magical. You're not being watched by, like, a wizard or a demon or something like that. So your best guess is, yeah, a person. Someone with stronger investigative skills than Hallow Earth. Uh, and, and surveillance abilities than Hallow Earth. That you have somehow drawn some thing, someone's attention that wants you. Hallow Earth, this has been a truly productive meeting. I would agree. But I fear I must away. Did I say something wrong? Oh, no. Of course not. I'm about to eat dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it, it's... Uh, wh oh, what time is it where you live? Late. <laughs> I think they leave the chat. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, I think we see... Uh, you exit the chat. What is the image on the screen of that last case that we see? It's like a black and white newspaper clipping. And it's of the child, I guess at that point, like a teenager, uh, holding the two walkie-talkies one that is extremely well worn and used and the other that is not at all because it sat brand new in the attic for years. I love it. And uh, we cut away. Lucas, we see you sitting in that same chair. No time passed, no money spent. You look a little out of place. This is clearly meant for the people who play with money and power like it's candy. And yet you fit right in, because we're not looking at you. We're looking at your online persona, where you have so much more power. Your great shield and your sword. While we're waiting for the next uh, item to go up, I'd like to try to do something. What would you like to do? 
on a separate device from the laptop in front of me, like maybe on my phone or something. Mm -hmm. I'd like to try to uh, dig up some dirt on the person who uh, got the gun. Okay. Uh, go ahead and we'll investigate a mystery. 11. No problem. Uh, you, what does it look like as you hack, you, you hack in? Um, I essentially just start flipping through my phone absentmindedly while, uh, with my right hand while continuing to chat normally with my left hand on the main laptop until eventually, uh, I'm looking for the actual name and address of the person who bought the gun. Okay, uh, go ahead and ask me your questions. You get two. I guess, where did it go and what is being concealed here? Okay. So, where did it go? In checking the connection to this place, you notice that you don't have, like, satellite connection here. Your phone automatically keys into the network as it's, you know, uh, the local network as it is designed to do. And you figure out very quickly that everyone in this chat room is in this building right now. Each one of those doors you saw in this long hallway in this basement is meant for one of them. None of them know that, except for you. But that also means that as soon as it's figured out, Whoever has the gun will commit a murder as soon as possible. What is being concealed here is that Lee didn't name this person, not thinking that this would happen. Their name is Natasha Green. That's fine. Doesn't matter. They're not like a big assassin or anything like that. They're just here to do a kill. And am I able to find any pictures of uh, Natasha Green? Like a Facebook profile or something? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to send a private message to the person with the tie. Yeah, you do so. I can save your life, but you'll owe me. Ha ha. Very funny. Who are you? I know who bought the gun. Who? That comes for a price. What do you want? The gun, the tie, and the next item being sold. I don't have the money to buy the third thing. They say money loosely. I think actually they write currency with a capital C. Then I want the gun and the tie. What do you expect me to do? They have a gun. And if I warn you of who it is, do you think you'd be able to get out of here? When you say get out of here, it immediately is clear to them the situation they're in. Where... Yeah, everyone here is in the same building. 
can you help me get out of here? Yes. How? Distract. I just type in distraction. Romy manipulated person. Five. Fuck you. If I can, I'm going to find you. Okay. Go ahead. Give me an act under pressure. As you see your phone start to glitch out, and this person is going to try to do the same thing to you. Nine. Nine. Price to pay. Give me a lead. They're not going to catch you right now. But someone someday will find you, Lucas. What do I know? I think they find out what school he went to and are therefore able to figure out that he's young. Okay. The third item arises. <clears throat> the projector flickers on and we see another suited person wearing a half-animal mask pointing to a silhouette, a stack of papers and photographs which we see with blacked out names, phone numbers, addresses. They tell you that a vampire has recently risen to power in the public eye. The item on sale is a paper trail, identifying some 60 plus people who have been bitten by this actor. Connecting the dots between who has had access to said actor, we can decipher who it is. What you do with this information is your prerogative. Once you bought it, only you have it. But our sources say they hold quite a bit of currency, capital C. Lucas, this exact nature of this thing is your vice, am I wrong? Oh, yes. Blackmail material is uh, quite juicy to you, so I want you to well, act under pressure right now. Uh, am I allowed to purposely fail? To, like, just give in to my vice? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I will give you a uh, profound uh, cost, regardless of how well you do on the manipulated person to bid for it. Okay. Also, I gain experience when I uh, give in to my vice. Fair enough. Finally. Ten. On the bid? Yeah, on the manipulated person for the bid. Hello. And what I'm putting forward is... Uh, about half of my uh, cryptid currency that I've gotten through uh, blackmail over the years. Okay. What I'm going to tell you is, when you provide this, your cryptid currency, capital C, uh, what I'm going to do here is, I'm going to add negative tags to your rote that I can choose from uh, when you do poorly. And they are worse, I would say, than the ones we already have. And for the audience, you've not seen it yet. So. But yeah, it'll be all yours. Do you accept this deal? Yes. Lovely. When you make the deal, your username flies across the stream as the person who won the auction. You 
see your phone light up with the Power Hell logo. And you see, for a brief moment, an image of your capture of the Gumbaroo. You see this hazardous, hungry thing pass through your phone, embed itself deep into your source code. And you may add the two tags, the negative tags, to the seven to nine section of your rote, hazardous and hungry. Perfect. Lucas, the auction has ended. As soon as it does, you are escorted out of the building. Alone. Lucas, mm -hmm. I want you to tell me what the very first thing you do with this information is. It's provided to you in what looks like a, like a food delivery box, the same way that like DoorDash uses and things like that. I put it in my briefcase. You do so. Then what? I look around to see if I can spot Natasha. Give me an investigative mystery check. Seven. You assume you choose where did it go? Yeah. Uh, you see her getting into her car and driving off. You do anything real fast to try and connect with her? I try to get a snap of her license plate. You do so. And she drives off. Hmm. As I get into the uh, ride chair to head back to the meetup with Dale, <laughs> uh, I start reading through the papers that I won. For sure. It takes you no time at all to guess who this vampire is. It's an actor who has been relatively same-faced much of their career and life. Just for fun. Matt, do you want to take a guess? Keanu Reeves. It's Keanu Reeves. That's the one. Well done, sir. <laughs> and you know full well the list of Keanu Reeves, that golden boy who seems to have no problems, who he's hurt, and how you could hurt him back, or what you could get for it. Who's to say? I'm going to have to give this to Dale. Ooh. Sounds good. And what do we close out on for, for young Lucas? I, I think it is just the uh, reading through it and realizing what all this means. A realization that he does have to give this information to Dale and pan out. Perfect. Quincy bolts upright at 5.30 a.m. as their alarm goes off. They head up to the motel's little excuse for a gym and do their morning workout of sit-ups, pull-ups, and running on the treadmill. 
At 6.30, they take a shower and then head to the same small diner for breakfast. As they go to head in the door of the diner, they pause at the standalone newspaper kiosk. The front page headline of the paper catches their eye. They insert the coinage and pull open the handle to grab a copy. As they begin reading, they leave the diner and head back to the motel without breakfast. Quincy runs to their room and begins flipping through the large leather tomes until finding the place they left off yesterday. Quincy takes out their phone and says, Siri, call Dale. When there's something that's weird in the general area you live in, who, who are you going to call? That's me, Dale Kent. Oh, what, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean it should be something a little more serious? How do I start over? <laughs> Why, hello there, Dale. I must say, I am having the toughest time mastering this newfangled cellular phone. Why, I must have tried calling you three or four times before I found a young street youth, like out of a Dickens novel, to help me get my phone call through. Anyway, as you listen to this voice telegram, I must implore you to return my call at your earliest convenience. I believe I have found our next hunt. And we pan out. Uh, from the surprisingly energetic and high contrast Quincy. And when we do, we see Quincy alone in their room through the window. Summer petals fall. And the window very briefly turns to stained glass. <laughs> 